Down for the Count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. What is going on, San Antonio? Welcome in, welcome all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The San Antonio Sports Star ESPN SA proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. That is the dangerous one, Mr. The Dangerous Dan Cialana. How are we doing, my brother? Vince McMahon is an asshole. Now, let's remember this. Remember a few years ago... He he got people mad because he was on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. Right. And he said, you know, th- these these wrestlers these days in WWE, they're millennials. They're they're not ambitious. Right. They won't go and grab that brass ring. Right. He always wants it. He wants you to grab his rings. Right. Grab that brass ring. You have to. With the exception, according to Vince McMahon that day during that interview of Bray Wyatt. Fans love Bray Wyatt. They love the fiends. Bray Wyatt is unemployed. Why in the world in 2021 is Bray Wyatt unemployed from WWE? What did he do wrong? Why? Who looks at the fiend and or Bray Wyatt and goes, nah, it's just not working. I mean, but we look at Tamina and go, Tamina can stay here. <laughs> I mean, all these other random ass people. But I know we always pick on Tamina, at least me. I don't have anything against her, but I don't know why she stays there. But we don't have enough money for Bray Wyatt. Brandon, what the hell's going on? Um, I don't know what the hell's going on, to be honest with you, man. And obviously, um, it's it's been a tough time for, for quite some time with these wrestling releases, if you will, as far as uh, WWE goes. I mean, there's... There is a confusion across the board with wrestling fans of what's going on. Not only do you have Bray Wyatt, Dan, but you saw it with Malachi Black, Aleister Black. You saw it with Rusev, who probably had his best year the year he got released um, by far. Um, So for his wife, Lana, is gone now, too. Yes. And then you also have uh, I mean, obviously, you, you have son that started before that as well. But for me, it just doesn't make sense. Um what's going on. And I think Bray Wyatt just had the most unfair disadvantaged career where they didn't let him hold a title for whatever reason. He was super over with the fans. One of the best gimmicks in the game, the fiend merchandise had to have been selling like hotcakes. I mean, I saw the fiend mask uh, and the fiend title belt were selling out fast. Um, I I don't know. I mean, one of the most charismatic, one of the most uh, over superstars, period and his last match was like a, a in-ring probably four minute three minute match against randy orton at wrestlemania that had a ton of other pyro and different um scenery going on but i don't understand it man i mean this is this is a huge loss for wwe and a absolute monumentous gain for AEW. Or wherever, you know, or wherever. wherever he ends up going. But you know, I know is, there's always this assumption that people are going to jump right away to AEW as soon as that 90-day after-contract thing ends. Um, and I understand why. I, I don't get it, Brandon. I don't I don't know what that makes the sense. end goal is. Like, AEW clearly would not want to miss out on this either. Now, there's conspiracy theories, of course, in the wrestling world. Kind of like, is Vince McMahon playing a long con somehow? He somehow just wants other, he wants to go, these guys to go to this other company, go to his competition. 
I don't know why. Well, they're not competition. Maybe, Remember, well, he said maybe it's a thing where it's like it's it, it's an ego thing, saying, you know what, you can go to this. I'll, I'll let these people go to the other company and watch. I'll still me beat still you. Play. I will beat my own people on the other show. And I'm not trying to make a joke here. Vince McMahon, I looked it up. He's 75 years old. Jeez. It's not unheard of that somebody can go through cognitive decline at that age, especially uh, due to the schedule that we we observe that he's Vince McMahon has conducted the last several decades. You know, like just the idea of just no sleep and just intensity. And that's from what I read, there's that's a recipe for like Alzheimer's. I'm not saying he has Alzheimer's. I'm not trying to make a joke about that at all. Right, right, I'm right. just saying like it, it's it, it's not something's not outside right. of the realm something's, of possibilities yeah. that that his health, his mental health is in decline these days. And I, I hope that's not ageism. I think that's no, just being no, realistic. I understand. I understand it. And I think you you have a point as far as something's going on that clearly is not right. Something something somebody's making moves that don't make sense. It's a cult. I'm telling you, Vince, WWE is it's a family business, but ultimately it's a cult. It's a cult of personality. It's Vince McMahon's cult of personality. Yeah. No, I mean, with the feed himself, there's already, listen, there's speculation that's not really speculation. There's almost fact that we're going to see Daniel Bryan jump ship. Okay. That's, that, that, that sounds as if it's done deal. There are sounds of a done deal with CM Punk. Right, you have Malachi Black. You have this great stuff going with Cody, where he's teasing retiring. There might be like a, a match where he puts his career on the line. Who knows? You have Darby Allen there. You have John Moxley there. You have Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. You have Adam Page. I mean, this is the most premier opportunity for Bray Wyatt to jump. And guess what? There is an opening, a perfect opening slot for him to slide in as the leader of the Dark Order. I mean, this it, it's it is it's almost like, as if the stars aligned. It's like Vince McMahon is handing his competition ways to defeat him yes. on a silver platter, and maybe it's it could maybe it's an ego thing. He's like, you know what? I'll let like I said, I'll let these guys go, and we'll still beat you. Yes, I'm going to still kick your ass. I don't need these people, and maybe Vince McMahon wants to portray this idea that AEW is nothing more than the old WCW. It's where you go when WWE doesn't want you anymore. Right. Just think about it. Vince McMahon fires people, yep, and then they go to your competition. What does that make your competition look like? Imagine if there was a radio station where everybody who got fired from ESPN San Antonio or San Antonio Sports Star went to go work. What would we think of that radio station? Oh, y'all a bunch of ESPN rejects. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't know. But again, that would be long term storytelling, right. which I don't know if WWE is capable or but, willing to do at this point. But I think uh, looking at it from the other side, you're not kicking their ass, though. AEW has been the number one, I think, weekly television series for the past like three weeks. Uh, they're pulling pretty big numbers um, and they're pulling way better numbers than Monday Night Raw and um, uh, NXT. I think SmackDown maybe has some competition. I'm not so sure. But AEW. You're not kicking their ass at all. I mean, as far as like social media hits, as far as um, people actually watching the show. Yeah, and buzz. The Here's the thing, Dan. We've been saying this, or at least I've been saying it. And I know you've, you've, you've been so heavily against it. And again, it seems every year we have a moment where Dan Cialana has to be wrong. It was Edge before. There's plenty of moments per year. <laughs> but, there's, but there's one big moment. And this moment this year, 
CM Punk will debut at AEW, and you've been so against this. You don't believe hold on, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I guessed it, but you that's don't believe not true. It. You don't. You you never believed it before. At least I don't know if that's changed. I'm skeptical. Over it's. I mean, but I don't know. But I, mean, I, I would love for it to happen. I would love right. for CM Punk to come out. My AEW. thing is, my thing is Daniel Bryan, and you've seen the reports the same way I have. Dan Daniel Bryan seems like it's a done deal. That seems like that's happening. Daniel Bryan will Man. go. Okay, now we're talking. Bray Wyatt, which would be a massive, easily the biggest superstar they would get that's not named John Moxley. Easily. Now, that happens. And now we're talking in what? Two weeks time? Basically two weeks, yeah. 15 days. In two weeks time, we're talking a possible CM Punk return August 20th in Chicago. Dan, if CM Punk returns, I said this a few weeks back, and I think you agreed with me, but you were like, but that will never happen. CM Punk returns the wrestling world is flipped on its axis. It is over. There Absolutely. Is, I mean, it changes. And it doesn't matter if, uh, you know, summer because that, that is SummerSlam weekend, that first rampage there. Right. Uh, now, that's that one's not in Chicago. The following week is in Chicago. But if CM Punk were to sign with AEW, and if CM Punk were to debut, it'd be great for him to debut on the very first rampage, August August 20th. Oh, my God. That's SummerSlam weekend. If, if CM Punk or Daniel Bryan shows up August 20th on AEW. He cares about SummerSlam. No one's going to give a shit about SummerSlam. Yep. SummerSlam will be in the back burner. Yep. People will be chanting CM Punk and Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Yeah, man. And I think that's, that is, that is where you're playing with fire when you're talking about, oh, I don't see AEW as competition. I know Chris Jericho came out. Chris Jericho always plays the middleman. He's yeah. been dropping quotes lately where he's like, yeah, you know, that was the right thing to do. Like, we don't see them as competition. It's bullshit. Come on. Let's be honest here. When you're in the world of competition. Yeah. When you're in the world of wrestling and sports entertainment, it absolutely is competition because it, yeah, nobody, nobody walking, not everybody walking the street is a Brandon Medina, Dan Lana, or fans of the show listening right now. Not everybody's like us where we watch everything. Some people have only just found AEW and they've never watched WWE and now they only watch AEW or vice versa. They have no idea what AEW is. And they're just tuning into WWE. There's a lot of friends of mine that I've tried to get make to make the switch, and they're WWE homers that will not watch AEW, and they are missing out. And I have on See, the flip side. I don't side understand that. I don't yeah, understand. Neither, There's no neither. that whole brand loyalty thing. Thing. I, I don't. Understand. I, I don't even know if it's loyalty. I think it's laziness. Where it's you've got to a point where you know Mondays and Fridays, those are the days I watch wrestling. I don't really need any more in between. I think it's just laziness of like I don't really want to check out another show. Oh, I don't know anybody there besides you know three or four guys. I get it. So everybody's busy. So it's right. like, hey, do you want to add another two another hour two hours to yeah, your exactly. week? And also another two hours when Rampage debuts soon. I mean, it's a I'll lot of wrestling. The thing is, Rampage is going to debut, and that. Absolutely, it's competition now, is it not, Dan? I mean, you're going head to head with SmackDown. Actually, I think Rampage comes on at nine. Oh, it comes on later. Yeah. Okay. That, that, so that, you can that, watch SmackDown and watch straight. Rampage. That's four hours straight of, of wrestling. It's a lot of wrestling. Hey, I don't go anywhere. No, I get it. So, so the CM Punk rumors, though, Dan. Yeah. How has your mind changed over the past week? Now that we're seeing a lot of traction with that, and a lot of people are saying it's a done deal. Yeah, well, we saw Darby Allen last week on Dynamite. What a great uh, promo. What a great <laughs> talk promo. Talking about the best in the world. You know, and that could just be trolling, too. That could be just fun. Of course, Darby Allen uh, denied it. He denied that he was talking about CM Punk. Of course he would. I mean, I okay. wish you could pull up that promo. That promo is such a perfect where he just that part where he says, you know, he says, uh, 
August 20th, you know, I want to I, I want to go against the best, even if you say you're the best in the world. The pot yeah. that that crowd gave, Dan, I know you at home, you popped for that. You absolutely, you absolutely marked out for that. I did. You know, the I thing did. is, uh, I was watching the Spanish commentary, and they were just saying, oh, wow. Multicultural wow. Dan Cialano here. Hey, trying to learn Spanish. For Thunderosa? See. Si. There we go. I got two weeks to learn Spanish. I'm gonna do my when we uh, when we have her in studio. Spoiler. I'm gonna do my entire interview in Spanish. Are you really? No, I won't. No, I won't. Oh, no, I like, wow. no, I'm not. No. I All right. Let it. me let me go ahead and practice my two. Then Jeez. I want to learn Spanish because I well, I just I, I have secret reasons. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're keeping that. You're trying to get more away. money. You know, what I mean, I got to double up. Keeping that away from the dirt sheets. I when understand. we when we turn our our show Spanish. Take oh my the Spanish God. wrestling a world. Spanish down for the count. We do. We do. Spoiler. We start, we start doing AAA Lucha Libre too. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Bajo. Poor. <laughs> la Numero. There we go. There we go. You tried. You tried. You tried. Like Anyways. lower for the numbers. So, okay. so, so CM Punk, obviously, what, again, going back to the question, where, where has your mind changed? Because before, Dan, you were. You were so stern when we were in studio just two weeks ago. You were very stern about like this is not happening. I don't want to get my to hopes down. up. I don't want to get my hopes up. Like the ten years before that you did, yeah, yeah. And I and I shared with you part of me every time for the last few years I watched Royal Rumble, including when it was here in San Antonio. It's been since 2012, right? I think that was the last time. Yeah, the- and CM Punk's been around. Man, so I, there, know, there's and, kids, and, and, there's kids who grew up and do not know CM Punk. You know, and and I and I, you know, I I kind of make fun of the whole CM Punk fandom. But to be honest, CM Punk and his pipe bomb are what got me back into wrestling several years ago. Really? You know, I was kind of just, you know, I've always kind of sort of paid attention, but I hadn't been really watching a long time. Yeah. It's like that toxic X. They linger, but you're not giving like the full attention. I understand. I don't know what that. Oh, to, I thought you meant like X, like his on his hands. I'm thinking like straight edge society. Oh, you no. mean X, like X girlfriend. X girlfriend. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, but, you and I don't I, have any experience in that because you and I. No, have because we're the toxic woman. exes. We've been we're the toxic. Woman. Yeah, we've yeah. only been with one woman, and that is our fiance and wife. Yeah. Um, but Lies. I'm just but saying. Okay, but CM Punk, I had heard about this this uh, pipe bomb. Yep. And I was so you know, and I I just, I just loved it. It was it was great. And then I think also what got me into even more intensely back into wrestling was the storyline with John Cena, where CM Punk said he was quitting and he won the championship and he took it with him. Yeah. And that I thought that was so compelling. That was such great storytelling. People weren't sure if it was real or not. Mm-hmm. You know me, I always think everything's real. CM yes. Punk shows up at Comic-Con in San Diego and Triple H treats him like he doesn't work there anymore and people catch it on on film. It was great. That was awesome. So I have I do, you know, even though I, I talk trash about these rumors and the CM Punk people, but yeah, you're I have the, a you're special place. Yeah, I have a special place for CM Punk. Cuz CM Punk really brought me back into wrestling several years ago. So I, like I was saying, Every every year for the last several years, a little part of me at Royal Rumble wants him to come out. I'd be glad to see CM Punk come back. And like I've said before, I only want CM Punk to come back if he really, really wants to come back. And if he really, really loves wrestling, I don't want to see CM Punk come back because he's running out of money. And he need, or I don't want to see CM Punk come back because he misses the spotlight. Those are those are fine reasons, but not. I don't think it. But I really want him to come back if CM Punk really, really loves wrestling. And misses the mats. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And I, I think when it comes to being a fan, Dan, you mentioned that that you always fall for. You still mark out and kind of believe things are real sometimes. Whatever the case, I want to switch a little bit 
going backwards yeah. a little bit to Bray Wyatt, but I want to bring in somebody who definitely changed the culture and how popular wrestling was. Yeah, special guest you didn't tell me about? Just a few, no, but just a few years back. Well, let's bring him in. Obviously, we had Ronda Rousey as women's champion. Oh, no. Um, and with that, I wanted to make sure we hit on this, too. With the, When Bray Wyatt got released, what we saw was a tweet that seemed kind of brutal towards fans. And I want to see if you thought it was it was true or what. But I have it here. I have it here, Dan. So she said, I've seen you same quote-unquote fans chanting, we want Wyatt last night chanting, we want beach balls over Bray Wyatt performing. If the WWE treated him like he was expendable, it was because you ungrateful idiots did it first. All right. All righty, Rhonda. Okay, so I got in kind of a thing with one of my wrestling friends about whether that was just a heel promo or if you that have was wrestling a, friends a, besides me. I have friends. This wow. is no, I don't have any. Uh, okay. I'm just kidding. My, so, my friends are like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. No. Bad. So wrestling friends, right. Very so close talk, handful of people. Right. You Inner talk to, circle. You talk to a wrestling will. acquaintance. I talk okay. to a wrestling, I'll call it wrestling friend. Anyway, it doesn't matter if a friend or acquaintance, irrelevant. But uh, I was saying, like, I didn't really like this tweet because what does it sell? And I, I think about the story that Paul Heyman tells about Dusty Rhodes. And Paul Heyman was just learning how to do promos. And, and Dusty Rhodes was watching Paul Heyman do a promo. And after Paul Heyman's promo, Paul Heyman does this, does this impassioned promo, but he forgets to talk about the match that he was promoting. So Dusty, Dusty Rhodes says to Paul Heyman, that was very entertaining, but where's the money, baby? Where's the money? So I asked that about the Ronda Rousey tweet. Where's the money? What match does that sell? Is she coming back? Are, are we supposed to think that, hey, like maybe she'll come to SummerSlam? And if she no, doesn't, it's so, like, yeah. I, I, I mean... It seems like an excuse just to be rude. And she's done that before, where in the lead up with her WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch, she called wrestling fake and she said, oh, it's all stupid. And, and Becky's arm bar looks fake and all this stuff. But she said, no, I'm just being a heel. Okay, but is that just an excuse just to be rude? I mean, yeah. it's like cheap heat. Oh, you fans suck. Yeah, it's now, it makes sense for the- Bailey to do it because Bailey's been there every week. Yeah. So they, they're selling that. So Bailey can go, get on TV and blame the fans. For her injury, it makes sense. If you haven't been on TV and we don't know if you're going to be on TV again, it doesn't make any sense for Ronda Rousey to bash the fans. It just seems like a, an excuse to be rude for no reason. Pete. Yeah, she peed. For yeah, sure. It, it's just like, okay, fine. And, and it seems like she genuinely got her feelings hurt by a lot of people when Ronda yeah. Rousey was in WWE. She didn't, she wasn't in, she was never an indie wrestler. She never learned how to take heat and get feedback like that she made a lot of faux pas backstage because she just wasn't in that culture and there was times where ronda rousey was supposed to be a baby face but they booed her and it seemed like it really got to her i think she came in the wwe really wanted to be a hero was not ready for heel heat and i think part of her is really hurt again call me a mark oh dan believes everything i'm telling you like ronda rousey's got some legitimate bad feelings towards some of the fans oh that's and whether it's a work shoot or not i think it's legit i think i think she legitimately uh, has some sore feelings toward fans, maybe even fellow wrestlers, and maybe wrestling wasn't for her. Ronda Rousey I, did a great job. I, I think she did a great job. I enjoyed seeing her, but maybe she didn't fit in. That's fine. Ronda Rousey was ahead of where we thought she was, I think, for sure. I think we both can agree on that. Ronda Rousey did not do nearly as bad as like a Kane Velasquez, my boy, the one that you love. But uh, I mean, even even as bad as like a Goldberg or Brock Lesnar, they have awful matches most times too. But she <laughs> she actually would sell 
she would really, you know, go at mm-hmm. it. What she did look a little bit more aggressive, but I agree. I think she she has some feelings and she got in her feelings over yeah. a lot of what is said. Because if you're not a wrestling fan and and for some reason you're tuned in, whether it's on Facebook or through our podcast, and maybe a friend of a friend told you to listen and welcome in. But if you're not a fan of wrestling, or maybe you're a casual fan of wrestling, what you don't understand is we we love this and we and it's not that it's not a thing of oh you guys believe it's real no nothing like that it is just it is a fun source of entertainment but just like i'm a huge nba fan i'm a huge nfl fan there's a lot of people that hate lebron there's a lot of people that love lebron it's the same thing with it's the same thing with wrestlers you're gonna take heat a lot of it on social media and you're gonna take it even more in front of the audience because it's not like the NBA. It's not like the NFL where you're going to watch a sporting spectacle. We're here for entertainment, which means the fans are there to entertain themselves by screaming out expletives or whatever, as well as you. And you got to be able to handle that. Do you remember Hell in a Cell here in San Antonio? With Sasha? And, uh, it was, uh, who was the chief? Ronda Rousey fought Alexa Bliss. You know, I, was but I remember being, surp- yeah, I remember I was being like- surprised actually when at at the beginning of the show, when they showed Ronda Rousey during the opening little montage thing, people, some people booed. They booed Ronda. She's Rousey. not. I don't think she's very light because of what you said. She she definitely. It's she's she's kind of talk shit about the the, yeah. the the entertainment field of wrestling, and I think she she rubbed fans the wrong way. And what happens, as you know, Dan, um, we don't forget, man. Like wrestling yeah. fans, don't forget. Like you're. I mean, we still. How many times, Dan, do we still bring up? Uh, Booker T calling like Hulk Hogan the N word in that like game like like it's always a joke it's a fun right. Like, right but that's that was like literally like the year I was born that's 25 years ago almost you look at Chris Jericho we never forget Chris Jericho's hairdo and all that stuff and when he first came out you never forget moments like that and now that we have social media you don't forget a lot of things you don't forget a lot of things especially with Ronda Rousey how she she has backhanded compliments for the sport of wrestling. She has a lot of backhanded compliments of, Oh, I love doing this. It's so great. It's an easier schedule. It's easier on my body. Yeah. yeah, She's, she has backhanded comp. Instead of just saying, this is great. This is what I want to do. Love watching Roddy Piper. I'm excited to be here. That's it. Instead. She's like, she, she throws those backhanded. If that makes sense. And also if, if people think that wrestling is your plan B just to stay famous, don't do it. Don't do it. That's not I mean, it's not fair. And again, like from all reports, we heard she worked hard. She did house shows. She didn't ask for special treatment. She didn't ask for a special locker room. So Ronda Rousey put the work that's in. Not, but, yeah, that's not even the thing. Yeah, but people just it, it, they they got the they just it rubbed her the wrong. She rubbed anything, people the wrong way. If anything, I'd argue that Ronda Rousey worked the hardest above anybody because she came from a legitimate, um, you know, combat sport. And made that transition where she had to calm herself down and not be so aggressive because we've seen you go look at 2002 Brock Lesnar versus 2015 Brock Lesnar. Those are two different wrestlers. He is way more aggressive. Now, post, speaking of aggression, Brandon, speaking of aggression and people who maybe need to calm down, there is a little bit of a controversy on AEW Dark. Uh-oh. With the acclaimed in a, in a Are rap. Are you saying that people need to calm down with this? Thing? I'm, I'm saying this. that somebody needs to calm down. There's a little bit of the, uh, Max Caster from the acclaimed. Got some yes. people upset uh, with his rap. 
You won't find it now. It's deleted. How white did I sound? He got people upset with his rap. Yeah, that sounded, uh, that's, you sounded like a Karen-esque. He was doing his rap music. Right. Yep. Got people upset. I got it. Let's watch. I'm surprised you didn't call him a thug. <laughs> <laughs> this that's another radio station. All right, go for it. I'ma treat those bitches like Duke Lacrosse. The blondes say they the best, but those dudes are faker than a PCR test. And what's that smell here in North Carolina? Oh, wait, that's Julia's. Oh. Okay. Now. Wow. Bars. No play. Okay. Now that's a lot. First off, the delivery is just not anywhere near <laughs> 2004 John Cena. Um, I need the delivery to be way better. Um, but yeah, if we're talking, I mean, listen, if we're talking just straight up lyrics, this clearly had so many no's on it. Um, and so someone should have looked at this and said, this is awful that we can't do this. Um, and well, what, what for you was the, uh, the bridge too far? Duke lacrosse for sure. Treat okay, those just, bitches okay. like so Duke you can do, I mean, talking about, I mean, you can talk about how your company's PR PCR COVID tests may not be, uh, as, as uh, stringent as it should be, okay. As legitimate, yeah. You know, and and I mean, you, you're, uh, but you're, yeah, you're but hitting on about mental illness, you're hitting on mental illness with Simone Biles. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I mean, that's still okay. Still, yeah, still, it's like okay. okay you're on, you're, it's, you're not it's even edgy. on the line. Yeah, it's, it, edgy. It, it's it's timely and it's edgy and, and right. To be, to Duke be fair, you start mentioning Charlotte Duke Flair. Lacrosse. Charlotte it's, Flair mentioned Simone Biles and mental health and kind of spoofed it on Monday right. Night Raw. Didn't see. I'm sure there was people upset. I didn't see the outrage that I saw over this AEW but thing. That's where that's where things took the the turn. But especially lacrosse, you don't make jokes. Not it's not even the line. I think the delivery, Dan. Like the fact that okay, do, you're gonna if you're gonna mention that it's already a touchy subject for men, right? Right. The fact that you say I'm gonna treat those bitches. Yeah, like you are like that's I think that's where the line was. The Duke lacrosse line, like, okay, maybe you would have got away with. It. I don't see how in the hell. I doubt it. But when yeah. you when you start off with that, like you're already in a negative standpoint going into that, right? And it's just demeaning. It's basically saying like Super you know the, the women who were abused by the Duke lacrosse team, like they were, they deserved it for being, you know, crappy people. Yeah. Well, also, it's, not, it's I, not good. I, I think also they're they're young and it, it makes it even more frustrating for someone like myself who I'm tw- I'm going to be 25 on Tuesday Dan so by, yeah. by the next time we do this show I'll be 25 Max Caster cannot be too much younger than me yeah so or at least the same age or maybe a little bit older but my thing is it looks very ignorant on my generation when you say dumbass shit like this and and this will be I got to be careful about this I don't think that every joke about that subject of of abuse is off limits. I think it could be done. I mean, I, I've made jokes. I'll be honest. Like I, I had a, I had a kind of an edgy talk show late at night on another radio station in that building there over over at Alpha Media uh, a few years ago, and I, I played a, a song from YouTube. It was it was about Bill Cosby, and uh, it was really graphic. I mean, it was not FCC yeah. graphic, but right. I wouldn't do it again. That's the thing. I wouldn't do it again. I was trying to be edgy. I wouldn't do it again. But that's so, the thing too is you see that in comedy though. There, there's a line. Right always where there's a line between like the ha ha ha's and the ooh like ooh that's mm-hmm. tough like that's a little much 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I saw someone on Twitter say, you know, kind of mention like, what about that? It was comparing this whole controversy with the acclaim and say, well, what about that old classic Dudley Boys promo where they almost started a riot? And that one was even worse. You know, that was rough. Pointing to people in the front row and saying, your mom probably taught you how to do certain yes. sexual acts. I mean, pretty, yes. pretty graphic stuff. But, but again, that was, a, that was a different, different time, different environment. Yes, it's so different. But Brandon. Not doesn't make okay. it right. That doesn't make it right. But, but just because a rap something a pro a promo that somebody does a wrestler does does that mean it should be censored did AEW do the right thing by deleting the video and re-uploading re-uploading the video without it or the, or did they make it a bigger deal because people noticed it was gone um i think they i think they made the right decision i think why even they made add, the right decision yes i think okay. why even add the heat um especially for a company like that because Let's be honest, Dan. Over the past three weeks, two weeks, AEW has just been on cloud nine. Just all good press, all good things. This happens. If this happened next week, where the following week we're going to see a possible CM Punk return, this would have been bad. Like if this happens yeah. next week, where you're you're killing the buzz by negative press, um, obviously you don't want that because what this hap- what happens with this is. The CM Punk stuff that we all love and the Bray Wyatt possibilities and Daniel Bryan, that stuff's not going to get picked up by major press. What's going to get picked up is this stuff here. Right. You know, local or, you know, new promote, new wrestling promotion allows this uh, touchy subject, you know, rap, whatever. And it's going to make them look bad. So my thing is, I think they made the right decision. And also, I was surprised to find out that um, Tony Khan didn't know about it till it aired. And I, I very much believe him. He mm-hmm. seems like a, gen, a genuine dude um, that didn't know much about it, that he wasn't there when it happened, that he was in the back doing something else. My thing is he's even said now that going forward, he's going to take the time to help with the editing process and look over their raps and stuff. My thing is just that might be too much. That, we don't need it more involved. Yeah, you don't got to make a big deal out of it. Just tell yeah. the guy. I mean, that's how if, if you're doing an edgy character, and I don't think Max Caster. He's not edgy pro, at all. Yeah. Pro I mean, rape, but it's like, okay. That's how you find out. If you're doing an edgy character, you're doing edgy material. That's how you, that's how you find out when you cross the line once you did it. And you got you to gotta right. scale back. Now, I think if, if I were yeah. Tony Khan, let me say that. If, if I were Tony Khan... I would be most upset with the last comment he made because I know you're you're doing a character, but it gets on and it's wrestling and we're all characters here. It's all kayfabe, but you don't get on TV and imply and, and say to one of your female coworkers that you think her lady parts probably smell bad. Right. You don't do that. It's it doesn't matter <laughs> unless you guys all agree ahead of time. Now, if she knew about that, okay. But if it was a surprise to her, uh, that's not good. Yeah, that's it could be very embarrassing. I get that. But I mean, also- it, it doesn't matter. You can't just say, well, I was in character. It's like, well, okay, you could still sexually harass your coworker, even if you're in character. Being in character in kayfabe doesn't just give you just carte blanche to do whatever you want. Right. My thing is, if you are somebody who's been a longtime WWE fan and wrestling fan, but I mean specifically WWE, this is not something that's new. Um, this is not something that is that is going to be a shocker. I think it's to a lot of maybe newer age fans. Then I don't, I don't mean to say that that older fans are willing to take more um, unfortunate moral, you know, things, and, and and that we're okay with certain things being said. I'm not saying that, but all I'm saying is, go look at when John Cena was rapping. Like there was a lot 
of racism in his raps. There's a lot of sexual innuendos in his raps. Or The Rock. The or rock, The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's yeah, everybody. Like, <laughs> I mean, homophobic every, stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah, it just. Every, every everybody at that time, regardless of, because they are good people now. They do great things. John Cena has fulfilled more make a wishes than any other human alive. Mm. Like he is a legitimate good person. The rock is a legitimate good person. I'm sure Max Caster is a legitimate good person. The thing is those things that were said then were laughable then because it was a different political climate. It was a different uh, climate in general. And I think those educational moments came later, unfortunately, but uh, right now you, you can't push the envelope the way you could then. And I think, some people try and then they get hit very hard on social media and deservingly so you got to know your environment and max caster has been edgy in his raps before he made uh a couple months ago he made a rap about how andrew cuomo you're, you're gonna have blood on your hands like your andrew cuomo but that was punching up i mean that i mean that's really that's sensitive material people old people dying uh, of covid that's something that's yeah. very personal to me but i understood it because it was punching up it was punching up at a governor who failed to keep people safe. Right, you're not you're not safe. punching down at victims. Not punching down at college oh, girls yeah. who were raped. You're right, 100%. And again, I'm not saying Max Caster got to cancel him. He's a bad person. It's, it's, it's one of the things you just learn, okay? I mean, everybody said things on the air. I'm sure you've said, maybe not you. I've said plenty of things on the air over my, over 10 years of being in media. I've said thing, things on the air that I regret, both serious and not in joking. He's got to learn from it and move on. I don't think he needs to write a 20 page apology and then, and then give a hundred hours of, of community service to a sexual assault, uh, survivor group, but just learn and move on. Yeah, man. I mean, you really have to now, obviously, instead of ending on that standpoint, um, <laughs> it's kind of yeah, standing on, on this, on this, this, this tough one, I think moving forward, Dan, August 20th is coming mm. up. Uh, we already know that, the, the odds are out there. Many people are talking. Many people are um, assuming that we're going to see the one and only Mr. CM Punk. Also, I, I you know, I hope not, because that night I'm going to be at Mission Pro Wrestling here in I'll, San Antonio. I'll and I, 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 will, I will record Rampage, but I don't want some asshole in the audience to spoil it for everybody. Oh, he 100 percent will. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to go to this wrestling show with a bunch of hardcore indie fans and then. I mean, is, is someone going to have to come out there and talk to everybody and listen, do not watch <laughs> Rampage on your phone during this Mission Pro Wrestling thing. I'm afraid it'll be spoiled. So I, I, I hope that if CM Punk comes out, that he comes out the next week. Damn, Either way, that, I'm here that, for it. That guy will be there. I'm letting you know right now. <laughs> that, that, that guy is already has, has his tickets ready. Um, so all I'm saying is if it happens, Dan, before we get out of here, if it happens, can you finally tell me and admit to me if CM Punk returns, what does this mean for WWE? Man. Because you can't it, it, say it's the end. No. But what does it mean? I think it will be an end of an era in WWE. It'll be it'll signal. I think this summer, well, if, even if CM Punk doesn't come back, this year, the, the, the fall of 2021, will be. we're going to look back, and this will be the time where AEW began to set the tone in wrestling. Not saying AEW is going to take over or put WWE out of business, but this will be the time where I think we're in, a, we're in another golden age of wrestling here. And I think this will be the time we'll look back where we say, you know what, in 2021, that's when AEW really set the tone of what the wrestling industry would, would turn into. And WWE will 
maybe not be catching up in terms of money or ratings, but WWE creatively will be catching up with AEW starting in fall of 2021 this year. Okay. Fair enough. So what if you had to compare happen. it, if you had to compare it to something from the past, do you have anything? Is this absolutely NWO? So this is the Scott outsiders. Hall and Kevin. This is the outsiders. This is Scott Hall showing up on Monday Nitro and just changing the the tone, changing the entire landscape of the wrestling industry. You know, maybe not as dramatic, be a slower burn, but I think it went, it, a year from now we're gonna look back at this time and go, man, that's when that's when AEW really set the tone really took so off. i love you dan i 100 percent disagree i think no. i think we have brandon you were so sweet. critical of aw i don't know why you can be more like I've me and never more, been more critical. positive I've and supportive of aw they, they aw man they gave us free tickets for that show dan i have always like, been how dare you the number one mark i'm not saying you're wrong i think i think we've already seen the outsiders moment we've already seen the landscape change and that was john moxley showing up to double or nothing that moment okay. signaled like, whoa, like AEW is legitimately here. That was their first big sign they took away from WWE. Now, for me, this might not connect with many people. I hope it connects with you on the way I'm thinking, because if not, I'm going to sound like a jackass. But never, CM, never if CM Punk shows up, I think this, this changes the landscape differently as far as ratings go. This is almost mankind beating the rock on Monday Night right. Raw. Like that put type, some butts in seats. Like that type will. of that type of like, wow! Like you're giving the fan finally what they want because that's what the mankind deal was. Yeah, fans wanted mankind to be champ. He was only champ one time, and that was it. So if you knew is, CM Punk was going to be on Dynamite, if, if you if wouldn't even out, watch, you wouldn't even would, watch would you watch else. NXT? No, no, no offense, in, but you may watch it later. But you're 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 not going to be watching NXT. Yeah. If you think CM Punk might be live over on Dynamite, you're not going to yeah. do that. And that's what I'm saying. That's the feeling it has here. Because when you look back at the the Monday Night Wars, Mankind winning that title creatively changed the landscape of ratings and moved everybody to watch Monday Night Raw. Yeah. It ended those 83 weeks. Yeah, and of that's WCW. what I'm. And that's Dominated. what I'm saying. This is the end of not 83 weeks, but 20 years of dominance. Mm. I think CM Punk shows up, and if you add Daniel Bryan to that mix, game over, guys. This is going to be a, a tough road ahead because nothing besides The Rock versus Roman Reigns will make me want to tune in. But it, it was all so avoidable. Yes. Vince let this happen. They could do a documentary, and this is exactly what I think they should it'll be the rise and fall. It'll be, it'll be the fall of WWE. Like. It's and they should pull Dancy on saying this was all avoidable because it, it was all avoidable. Was. You fired these people. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Bray Wyatt being the head of the Dark Order? Goodness. And having Braun Strowman there. How could or, you not tune and, in? And then see him. And then the next match is CM Punk. And then the Daniel Bryan's there. And maybe and the Christian. Iconics are there. And, and Lana Christian, and, and Christian. Hardy. Yeah. It's just, what are you? I and mean, this is just a new level. I mean, it's. It is so you go watch one night raw. What you're going to see is I'll tell you right now, you're going to see MVP and Bobby Lashley have the same match with you're somebody talk for 20 minutes, 20 minutes. And then you're going to see an absolute go home and go take a piss match with like Cedric Alexander or something. Yeah. And then you're going to watch Drew McIntyre have the same promo, even though we love him uh, because they keep pushing him back and pushing it back instead of pushing him forward. You're going to watch Alexa bliss do her best rendition of what the fiend did. 
and then you're going to go home. That's the, and you're going to see yeah. the same thing every time. Whereas on AEW, you're going to see probably a promo from Chris Jericho, who literally is still the best in the game. You're going to see probably a promo from MJF, an appearance with Kenny Omega, Adam Page, and the Elite. You're going to see, hopefully, if Bray goes to Dark Order with Bray. You're going to see CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Christian, Matt Hardy, Dr. Britt Baker, who's the most over woman in the industry right now. It is so hard to even say that this is a fair fight or that there's not competition. Brandon, you and I, we talked recently. We both love horror movies. And I'm sure, I don't know about you, but I've watched some horror movies where it's basically a paint-by-the-numbers horror movie. It's a haunted house. You know when the jump scares are coming. You know what's, you know what the twist is going to be. You know what the backstory is going to be. Yep. It's the same old thing. That's what I feel like Raw, Monday Night Raw is very often. It's paint-by-the-numbers. Like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I, can even, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I know when they're going to go to break. Oh, if someone gets thrown out of the ring. They're gonna go Ooh. to break now. Yeah, it's like you, you you could just call it. It it's just like they're doing this. They're just re, doing the same formula over and over again. There's been times where I've watched Monday Night Raw and I because you know, I watched it the next day and I thought it. I mean, I go, is this last night's show or is this the show I watched last week? Literally going like checking my DVR to make sure I'm not w- watching a repeat because I can't tell the freaking difference. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dan, you and I went to an AEW show, and we did. transparently enough, guys, this was just a few weeks back, to be transparent, it wasn't a big place. It wasn't big at all. Maybe no. Freeman Coliseum size, maybe, maybe smaller. The people were like, they but were hyped. it was as loud as the AT&T Center gets. Yeah. Because like, you go see Monday Night Raw at the AT&T Center, it's going to be loud, it's going to be fun, but it's not going to be as loud as it should be. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hear that mat over the fans. You You'll hear the kids hear next to you eating nachos. I mean, yeah, you could be some exciting yeah, moments, but you couldn't hear anything at that AEW show. But yeah, there's not gonna be the whole crowd standing on their feet for two hours and screaming for two hours. Yes, I mean it's just it's incredible, man. I mean we're in a different time, a different age, and I I hope that one day when you and I are able to come grab a drink here on my patio or something yeah. and we're talking, I want to go listen to what we thought this would be because I'm almost positive, Dan. And I'm not at all trying to toot anybody's horn, but I'm almost positive that we definitely foresaw this. Like, I am positive I told you this was going to change the game and that the fact that the Bullet Club at that time and the Elite were coming, it was going to change everything. And then John Moxley was added to that mix and we knew this was a legitimate. I got to find those archives. I'm, I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure in those archives I'm going, I don't know, Brandon. I don't know if AEW has staying power. I don't I, know. I think, no, I think, what, I think what you said was just you didn't – you hope – they weren't going to be the new WCW. And there's right. a lot of people who believe they are. There's a lot of people who believe they're doing the same thing, poaching from, you know, WWE's people that they release. And that's fine. But, but I'm rooting for them. But, I'm rooting but, for but them. the people they released are legitimate stars, Dan. Right. It's so I mean, hard. WCW just got everybody. They hired, oh, it's, uh, Virgil is, is free. Let's get him. Let's put him in NWO. Oh, All right. Yeah. Well, well, that's going to do it for us. Obviously, a lot of talk. We hope for CM Punk's comeback. And on Virgil. Do. Yeah, and on Virgil. We're going to end on Virgil. Um, and if you have time, please go look up Ted DiBiase asking a kid to bounce a basketball 10 times. Because um, that's a little that, black kid. Speaking of uh, things that don't hold up. Yeah, things that don't hold up to time. Exactly. Rich white guy demeaning a, a young black man. And, and now, not him. And, and now said rich white guy is like a lead pastor for a church. So, you know, times change, people. However, what does kind of change, on brand, though? What yeah, does it change? <laughs> what doesn't change is that this is down for the count. We are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever damn will be here on SA Sports Star and ESPN. That's the bottom line because down for the count said so. Follow down for the count on Twitter at DFTC Podcast.